Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, the decisive decade for climate change. President Biden announces new commitments to curb global warming and calls out China and Russia for not showing up. America showed up and decided to lean and lay out clearly what it wished to do. President Biden's historic crackdown on a dangerous air pollutant. And the latest on a new plan to lower prescription drug prices. Vaccinating America's children. Pfizer's mini-dose of the COVID vaccine is one step closer to getting in the arms of 28 million kids. When and where the first shots will be given out. Protest murder trial tonight after last summer's Black Lives Matter protests. The trial of Kyle Rittenhouse gets underway. The teenager accused of killing two men with an AR-15 style weapon. Election night in America. The closely watched race that's being called a referendum on Joe Biden's presidency. Record day on Wall Street, the Dow's big milestone. Deadly Afghan bombing. ISIS claims responsibility for a military hospital attack. Supply chain crisis. An in-depth look tonight at just what's involved in the journey to get goods from China to American store shelves. And this great American company creates some of the most iconic signs in the nation's capital. What it gained by bringing in more female employees. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us. The president tonight is leaving Scotland with two big commitments that he hopes will slow the effects of climate change. President Biden announced today an effort to cut greenhouse gas that significantly contributes to global warming. The president and leaders of nearly 100 nations pledged to cut methane pollution by at least 30 percent this decade. And that could have a profound impact on the planet. 
But leaders of two of the world's largest polluters, China and Russia, didn't sign the pledge or even show up for the summit. The U.S. is also one of more than 100 nations agreeing tonight to end and reverse deforestation by 2030. That includes planting trees and using less paper. And as the president tries to reassert American leadership on fighting climate change, there are new developments on his social and environmental agenda here at home, including a deal between Democrats on lowering prescription drug prices. CBS's Nancy Cordes is traveling to the president and leads off our coverage from Glasgow. Good evening, Nancy. Good evening, Nora. Before flying home tonight, the president said he could not recall two more consequential days for the future of the climate. And he slammed two of his foreign rivals for being notable no-shows here. I'm confident we can do this. In speech after speech here the past two days, the president made ambitious promises to help heal an ailing planet. The United States is going to lead by our example. Together with other leaders, he pledged to reduce methane emissions worldwide by a third and halt deforestation altogether by 2030. We're ending the Great Chainsaw Massacre. But those kinds of changes don't come cheap. $4 billion initial investment. Deploy up to $9 billion. And they require the consent of a divided U.S. Congress. How do you convince Republicans and even some Democrats to get behind more spending if they look at this conference and say China isn't meeting these global goals, Russia doesn't intend to meet these global goals, why should we? Because we want to be able to breathe and we want to be able to lead the world. But the fact that China, trying to assert, understandably, a new role in the world as a world leader, not showing up, Come on. Same with Putin. He has serious, serious climate problems, and uh, he is uh, mum on the willingness to do anything. I feel confident we're going to get done what we have to do at home. Yet at home, his party is still struggling to lock in the votes for Mr. Biden's Build Back Better plan, which includes half a trillion dollars worth of climate measures. The White House knew exactly where I stood. Today, Senator Joe Manchin from the coal state of West Virginia said he still has concerns that need to be addressed as another group of Democrats struck a deal on a big new provision that would enable Medicare to negotiate with pharmaceutical companies to bring down drug prices. It would also cap out-of-pocket drug costs for seniors at $2,000 a year. Many of us would have wanted to go much further, but it's a big step in helping the American people deal with the price of drugs. Under this compromise, Medicare would only be allowed to negotiate down the prices of a handful of very expensive drugs at first, but still, it would be the first time. President Biden said tonight he is still confident that he will get the support he needs from Democrats to pass his bill, though a vote this week, Nora, is now looking less likely. All right, Nancy Cordes, thank you very much. We're going to turn now to that breaking news in the fight against COVID. The director of the CDC calls this a monumental day. Late today, Pfizer's mini dose of COVID vaccine for kids 5 to 11 years old got a thumbs up from a CDC advisory panel. And the first shots could be given out within hours. Here's CBS's Meg Oliver. Tonight, a final green light from the CDC director will pave the way for vaccinations to begin as early as tomorrow. Oh, it doesn't hurt at all. It's a historical milestone, and, I, and not to put too fine a point on it, um, 
I think this is really important for families and children. In a large clinical trial, the vaccine was nearly 91% effective, and almost 3 out of 10 parents of a 5 to 11-year-old surveyed said they are eager for their child to get the shots. A third said they will wait to see how the vaccine is working, but nearly a third said they will definitely not get their child vaccinated. How do you convince parents that this vaccine is safe and effective for children? This is a disease that can cause children to suffer and be hospitalized and die, and it's a disease worth preventing. So far, nearly 2 million 5 to 11-year-olds have had COVID. 8,300 of them have been hospitalized. 172 have died. The mantra was that children suffer this disease uh, infrequently, and when they suffer it, they suffer it less severely. But the fact is they can suffer it, and they can suffer it severely. But thanks to families like the Chavezes, who enrolled their nine-year-old son, Nico, and six-year-old daughter, Sophia, in Pfizer's clinical trial, the arrival of a vaccine for 28 million children is now only a step away. I thought, I don't want to do this, but I should. We know that it's scary, but the choices that we're making aren't only affecting us. They're affecting everybody. And Meg joins us now, so it's a good time to ask, how are COVID cases among children right now? Nora, when COVID first entered the U.S., only 3% of weekly cases occurred in children. That number is now closer to 25%. And as far as vaccinating kids younger than five, Pfizer expects to have its initial data from their studies before the end of the year, Nora. Some really interesting numbers. Meg Oliver, thank you. Well, it is election night in America and polls are about to close in Virginia, where the race for governor between Democrat Terry McAuliffe and Republican Glenn Youngkin has gained national attention, with some calling in an early referendum on Joe Biden's presidency. CBS's Zed O'Keefe reports tonight from Virginia. It's a jump ball here in Virginia with Democrat Terry McAuliffe and Republican Glenn Youngkin in a dead heat. Let's bring this baby home! Youngkin, the political newcomer and former college basketball player, showed off for reporters today, hoping to sink McCullough with a late Republican surge to the polls. It's election day. We had we feel pretty pretty darn good, I have to say. Democrats hope to be in a stronger position, given President Biden easily won the state by 10 points just a year ago. He expressed confidence today. I think we're going to win in Virginia. But a loss could spell trouble in next year's midterms and pave the way for Republicans to win in states without Donald Trump on the ballot. McAuliffe has relentlessly tried tying Youngkin to the former president. Glenn Youngkin is not a reasonable Republican. I call him Donald Trump in khakis. Even McAuliffe supporters have acknowledged that may not have been effective. That still flames the hate speech a little. Um, Is that a good campaign structure or strategy? I'll leave that to the experts. Youngkin has successfully kept his distance from the former president, even declining to join him on a telephone rally last night. Vote for Glenn Youngkin. He's a great man. Instead, Youngkin has seized on growing parental anger with local school boards. On day one, we will not have political agendas in the classroom, and I will ban critical race theory. That focus helped win over teacher Jacqueline Foley. Every parent has the right to question the public education system, um, as well as the teacher. State officials tell us more than 1.1 million people cast early ballots. That's a record for an election like this in Virginia. But it's turnout today in suburban communities like this one. That'll be key to victory tonight. Nora? All right, we'll be watching closely at O'Keefe. Thank you very much. 
We want to turn now to the murder trial of Illinois teenager Kyle Rittenhouse. The 18-year-old is charged with killing two people and wounding a third during a police brutality protest last year. CBS's Nancy Chen is at the courthouse in Kenosha, Wisconsin. We're not asking you to solve a mystery in this case. Prosecutors argued Kyle Rittenhouse is responsible for the confrontation that led to him killing two people and injuring a third during protests in Kenosha, Wisconsin last summer. The only person who killed anyone was the defendant, Kyle Rittenhouse. 17 at the time, he could be sentenced to life in prison for intentional homicide and faces several other charges. Rittenhouse had traveled to Wisconsin from nearby Illinois after protesters vandalized property in response to the police shooting of Jacob Blake. This video was taken the night of the shooting. Somebody hurt. I'm running into arm's way. That's why I have my rifle because I don't protect myself, obviously. Rittenhouse claims he was acting in self-defense when he fired his illegally possessed semi-automatic rifle, killing Joseph Rosenbaum. All the defendant needs to do is to raise the issue. The burden then shifts to the prosecution, which must prove beyond a reasonable doubt that the defendant did not act in self-defense. Protesters chased Rittenhouse down after he shot Rosenbaum. The crowd included Anthony Huber, who the defense says hit Rittenhouse with a skateboard, reaching for his gun, and was shot and killed by Rittenhouse. Another protester shot wounded. The defense says Rittenhouse felt like he was under attack. He runs away from him because he doesn't want a confrontation. He doesn't want trouble. The trial's outcome being watched closely after the shooting became a political touchpoint with President Trump and conservatives rallying to support Rittenhouse. And Rittenhouse's attorney alluded today that Rittenhouse himself would take the stand during this trial, which is expected to last about two weeks, Nora. Nancy Chen, thank you. Well, it was a record day on Wall Street. The big three, the Dow, S&P 500 and Nasdaq, all hit record highs, fueled by a surge in Tesla shares and big gains for the energy sector. The Dow was up nearly 139 points, closing above the 36,000 mark for the first time ever. All right, tonight we're taking an in-depth look at the global supply chain crisis and why there are so many snags in the chain. CBS's Carter Evans and Ramey and Asensio teamed up to track goods on their long trip from China to the U.S. So we begin across the globe with Ramey and Asensio in Hong Kong. Hi, Ramey. Nora, hi. That's right. The early warnings that we're hearing for American consumers to buy their holiday gifts early really is the result of a perfect storm. The pandemic here in China shuttered a lot of factories, but Americans stuck at home and still with money to burn actually bought more goods. Add to that the shortage of containers, ships and power. That's both electrical and man-made. The manufacturing metropolis of Guangzhou, China, is where these high-performance speakers began their long journey to the United States. On a good day, workers here build and box up 2,000 speakers, as long as the electricity is on. If we're shut down for more than 15 minutes, then it creates a headache. American Philip Robertson runs the factory and says random power outages plaguing China are costing him time and money. A generator keeps the factory running. So electricity from a generator for our application costs me at least four times more per hour. 
China is trying to cut carbon emissions, but cuts in coal production have led to record prices. Utility companies are not allowed to raise their fees to match. Since they can't make money, they stop making electricity. By the time Richardson's speakers finally leave the factory and head to a Chinese port, there's a different power problem. Manpower. For every two weeks on the job, dock workers spend three weeks off in quarantine. They can be exposed to the COVID virus coming in through the supply chain. So that's what China is worried about. One of the world's busiest cargo terminals is right there in mainland China. It's called Yantian, and it is so important to U.S.-China trade. That's because about a quarter of all the goods U.S. buys from China gets processed through this one port. After a two-week journey across the Pacific, most container ships end up here. I'm Carter Evans at the Port of Los Angeles. When they finally dock and unload, the containers are stacked as far as the eye can see, waiting several days for trucks and trains to carry them across the country. By the time those speakers from China finally land at Alto Music in Middletown, New York... So all this stuff comes from Phil's factory. Yep. Months have passed, and CEO John Haber says he's paying a hefty premium for shipping. Now it costs like $25,000 and takes 90 days. So it takes longer and it costs like five times as much. That's what a bargain. That's unbelievable. (laughs) These tiny electronic components are critical for another one of Haber's products. This is uh, more valuable than gold to us. But due to shortages overseas. I'm sending them to China so they can make my products. And send it back to you. Exactly. Exactly. That sounds crazy. It's, It's nuts. To avoid losing money, he's already raising prices. Do you think they'll come back down? I mean, I've been doing this uh, 30-something years. I never saw a manufacturer raise the price. Ah, we're sorry. We feel bad. We're going to bring them back down. Once they go up, they're staying up. And Americans addicted to fast and cheap Chinese goods are going to continue paying higher prices, at least until the backlog here at the port eases. Right now, there are 77 container ships just waiting to get in here and unload. And more on the way. Nora? Really fascinating. We should make more of that here in America. All right. Thanks, Carter. Have you ever covered a carpet stain with a rug, ignored a leaky faucet, pretended your half-painted living room is supposed to look like that? Well, you're not alone. We've all got unfinished home projects, but there's an easier way. When you download Thumbtack, it's easier to care for your home from top to bottom. Pull out your phone and in just a few steps, you can search, chat, and book highly rated pros right in your neighborhood. Plus, you'll know what to tackle next, because Thumbtack is the app that shows you what to do, who to hire, and when. So say goodbye to all those unfinished home projects and say hello to caring for your home the easier way. Download Thumbtack and start a project today. All right, we are staying on top of that lead water crisis in America tonight. The EPA is stepping up its involvement in the Benton Harbor, Michigan, water crisis. For years, the amount of lead in the city's water supply has far exceeded federal standards. Well, federal regulators are now ordering the city to make technical improvement at its water treatment plant, including replacing filters and replacing all lead pipes. Okay, tonight, a possible explanation for recent sightings of what's been described as a jetpack man flying over Los Angeles. This picture taken by a helicopter crew shows a balloon character from Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas floating above the city. Well, in a statement, the FBI says all those mysterious sightings may have just been balloons. 
The COVID pandemic drove many women out of the workforce. But here in Washington, there are signs of improvement. In fact, a company that's been making signs for decades in D.C. is leading the way. Here's CBS's Chris Van Cleve. The story of any city can be told by the signs decorating its landscape. And the story behind these signs is being written by women like Lenore Vocal, a single mom from Bolivia. It's hard to, to get to start it, but when you see the final thing, it's like a, you feel happy. She works for Gelberg Signs. Over the last eight decades, their designs have become iconic in the nation's capital. Instead of cutting back when the pandemic hit their business, they grew nearly 20 percent. So it's a risk, right? And that's business. We were saying, you're amazing, you're creative, you have what we need. We know you just lost a job. We can bring you on. Many of those hires were women. And while women only make up about 10 percent of construction and fabrication jobs, Gelberg's staff is nearly double that. And in many departments, women are the boss. Women are often innate teachers. They want the people around them to understand. They want the people around them to feel capable to rise to the next level. By bringing in more women, what has that gained your business? We've gained a company culture that understands different situations, that can read different situations, that is empathetic. A culture showing change can be good for business. Chris Van Cleve, CBS News, Washington. I like that. Anybody knows women knows we're always making signs. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, we've learned during the pandemic that our nurses are heroes. And that's led to an increase in applications to nursing school. So we've got that story tomorrow. And if you can't watch us live, don't forget you can set your DVR so you can watch us later. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Get one of the most successful broadcasts in television history on your schedule with the 60 Minutes Podcast. Hard-hitting investigative reports, news, and culture maker interviews, and in-depth profiles are waiting for you in every episode. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.